Today's guest is Mo Fetter. Mo is a sales executive at Modular Closets. Many young sales professionals believe that, that there is tricks and techniques and rules they can follow which will lead them down the road to success. When one looks out there in the sales world, there's hundreds and hundreds of books, audiobooks, videos, seminars that one can attend, all with rules about the human psyche and the science behind selling. What happens is that people, they get lost in the rock and roll of all the rules of sales. And they basically tie themselves down and shackle themselves to what has to be done and doing it. Mo, our guest today, Mo, believes that this inhibits one's ability to hit the finish line when it comes to sales. Mo, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. It's my pleasure, Mark. Uh, so let's just jump right into the topic here. Um, you know, you're a believer about this, uh, not following too many rules. Uh, do you believe in, in no rules or? So, Mark, you're raising a great, a great point. Now, just to back up, so I started my sales career not that long ago, about five years ago. The first sales career I had was a pharmaceutical rep. You know, I was basically walking, visiting many doctors' offices, and I started out just following the rules like I read on books, techniques. Um, I walked in, I did my hello, can I speak to you? you know the decision maker, yada yada yada. Nobody was on nothing done. I figured, you know what? Let me start a little different. So I started buying Starbucks gift cards. And off the bat, I came in, and like, how can I help you? I'll be like, I'm actually here to deliver gift cards for you guys. And the receptionist nurse would be like, uh, what's this from? Off the bat, it sort of like broke the ice. I'm like, and then I would say, give them the gift cards. And I would say, I wonder if you could help me out. I'm here representing this in this company. And they actually appreciated it. It was kind of different. You know, oh, I love Starbucks. We get into a conversation about coffee, etc. That career didn't last too long, but the next career I, I started was with modular closets, uh, selling uh, closet systems and other uh, interior products for multifamily. And again, I started off on the same track, just cold calling, following all the rules, and I was hitting dead ends. And I thought to myself, you know, what's going on here? I read this book cover to cover. I listened to this speech, I went to this course. And they told me, hey, if you ask this and this question, Guaranteed to succeed. I just wasn't succeeding. Where are all those guarantees? And I realized that every time you make a call to a prospective client, number one, as soon as you realize you're a sales guy, you give him the same spiel, the same game, he's not interested. He hears his day and night. He's trying to do his job without being bothered by people like you. So I said, hey, how can I take this, take a different approach here? And I realized, hey, got to do something different. You got to be quirky. Now again, it's got to work with your personality. If your personality is a more serious kind of guy and you're forcing yourself, you know, to act funny or act quirky, it's going to go it's going to fall flat on your face. So you got to think and strategize a different approaches 
that aren't the typical sales approach to try to get in some doors. That is what I believe. Now, again, you definitely have to follow a lot of the regular mainstream sales approaches. But you got it to get open the door and have people relate to you and appreciate what you, what you as yourself. Many times you have to offer something different off the beaten path. Let me just zone into one point here, um, which I see about my sales. Uh, you know, they, we're told, we're taught by the sales professionals that right away a human being because he's preconditioned that salespeople may be scam artists or selling snake oil, they're not interested. And they're, they're gonna, when we call objections, they're gonna right away, you know, come up with some sort of excuse why they're not interested or why your product won't, or service won't be of value to them. Now, they, they teach very specific, you know, responses, how to overcome objections. If someone would say, send me an email, you know, how to respond to that, or it's too expensive, how to respond to it, almost like a scripted, a scripted answer. Do you not believe in using scripted answers to get you through the sales cycle? So, Mark, I, de uh, I definitely think it's important <clears throat> to understand and to learn, um, you can call it scripted answers, but how to answer um, the rejections and the pushback you're getting. But a lot of times people get stuck before they have rejections is getting into the door, right? Once you're in the door, many times, yes, it's helpful to understand why he's not interested and how to respond to his rejections accordingly. But to get into the door, people are just struggling, right? I have friends that say, Mo, I'm doing sales. I'm trying for five, six months. I don't even set up one meeting. I just get hangups. So let's focus, first of all, on getting into the door. Once you get into the door and have a report with the guy and have a conversation with the guy, like I'll tell you, I have relationships with some people. I got into the door through a cold email that was really unique. It was a funny email. I sent it to the CEO, sort of having a bet with her. Like, I know you're not going to respond to my email. Even my boss says you're not going to respond. You know, let's bet and let's prove my boss wrong. Something like, just, just interesting, something different. And she got it and she's like, Interesting. I like your approach. I usually delete solicitations. This was different. Hey, let's hear what you have to offer. Now that I build a relationship with that person or that company, the push comes to shove and they say, I'm not interested. I have a good relationship. I can talk to them and find out really why they're not interested. Not just because it's too expensive, but... And, and, and they'll be able to say, Mo, I'll tell you the truth. I just had a story right now with a guy who's building a large high-rise in Atlanta. And they were for our products from day one. All of a sudden now, he's like, I think we're only going to do 10 units out of 400. But since I have a good relationship with him, and every time I call him, I give him a good laugh. We laugh together. We enjoy a good joke. I randomly text him funny uh, um, funny little clips of different actors and different funny things. Whenever he you know, texts me, hey, what's up? I say, what are you doing? Eating lunch. I send a picture of a guy stuffing burgers down his throat with a smiley face. And he loves it. And he says straight up, he said, Mo, this is what's going on. The development team, including myself, love your product. We're trying to push it. However, the backers, the joint venture partners, the money guys here, they think it's more important to upgrade flooring instead of closets. Now, if I would have had a relationship with this guy, I would never find out. He would say, I'm not interested. Goodbye. And I wouldn't even, you know, I would ask him. He would be like, yeah, when I read it this time, give me some kind of lame excuse. Now that I knew this was the reason, I actually knew who his joint venture partner was. Uh, and I mentioned i actually reaching out to him directly. Um, I got a phone call a few days later. Hey, Mo, I think we're interested. And we're going to move forward. But I understood more why he was giving me, you know, 
pushback wasn't just I'm not interested I understood there was more of a process to it and I was able to work with the joint venture partner to explain to him the value the challenge I see is that and tell me if you agree um, the when you're reaching out to someone in the middle of a work day be it a cold email or a cold call, what you're doing essentially is you're disturbing someone's day. And that's your job as a salesperson. You have to disrupt their day and get their attention. How long do you think, I mean, this is going you know, against what we're, what we're talking about here, rules of sales, but can one just work on building rapport to get to that stage? I mean, Mr. X is busy, he's doing what he does best, his phone rings, it's Mr. Sales Guy. So you're saying don't jump into you know a, a pitch of any sort, you gotta spend some time building rapport. How's that look and how does that work? So I'm with you hundred percent. I know myself, I get calls, sales guys call me. Um, I'll tell you, if you're a sales guy listening to this and you want to sell something to me, I'm the right guy to call. Because I'm in sales, I understand how it sucks. People hang up on you, so I try to give people my time. I'm not, I shouldn't reveal this, but hey, guys, I won't give you my number, but if you got my number, I'll Bring give, it on. <laughs> I'll give you a few minutes of my time, because I understand what you guys are going through. But, um, but like, there's ways to start it. So, for example, when, when the guy picks up, instead of saying, hey, I'm Joe, I'm selling this, I start off as follows. Off the bat, I'm like, hey, Joe, this is Mo. I'm not sure if you're the right guy to come in and reach out to. Wondering, wondering if you can guide me in the right direction here, but who to reach out to. So off the bat, he's like, okay, this guy needs some help reaching somebody in my company. He's not like, this guy's sale is trying to get my time. And then I tell him in a nutshell what, why I'm calling about. And either he'll be like, you know what? I'll reach out to Stacy. Or he'll be like, I'm actually the right guy. Uh, I'm busy now, or send me an email, or he'll give me time of day. But I'm not giving him that first five seconds of running a pitch where he can stand the phone down on me. And many times, even if he is the right guy, uh, if there's other guys in the company that can help me as well, he'll throw it over to, to John in the company. Now, when I'm calling John, now I'm not saying, hey, John, this is this is Mo, I'm selling you this and this. Hey, John, it's Mo. I got your number from X. X told me to reach out to you. Now John takes a deep breath. Okay, it's not one of these sales guys. Or it is a sales guy, but he's in the know. It's not a cold call. So he puts his guard down. Well said. And this brings us to the end of the episode.